I was just talking to a family yesterday. They, they brought in their little three-year-old. She was coughing and, and they were like, you know, is it okay that, you know, she's coughing? I said, it's wonderful that she's coughing. But when we don't want to tell kids that that sniffle, that runny nose, that cough, that diarrhea, that vomit, that headache, that, that fever, especially, that is not sickness. We need to stop calling that sick. I say, them, oh my gosh, isn't it incredible that your body is so strong? Look how strong your immune system is that yeah. it's making you pop up all the bad stuff. Look how smart your body is. Look, we have to empower kids to, yep. to know that those symptoms did not come from a bacteria, did not come from a virus. It came from their very, very intelligent immune system. Hi guys, I'm your host, Megan Van Diepender, and this is the Empowerhood Podcast. I am so happy to have you here. You know, motherhood is hard, and we are going to talk about all of the hard things that just are not talked about enough. So buckle up and enjoy this episode. So hi, Rhiannon. Hello. How are you, Megan? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you? I'm doing well. Another exciting day in Saratoga. Awesome. So everyone out there listening in today, we have Dr. Rhiannon Klaus. Am I saying your last name right? You are. Okay, awesome. So she is going to tell us all about her journey to becoming a chiropractor for pregnancy and pediatrics. So I'm really excited to hear about this. So why don't you start off with a little bit about you? Who is Rhiannon? Who is Rhiannon? I feel like I'm a cat, like I've lived a lot of lives. Um, I grew up in the Capital District, and when I went to college, I knew I wanted to go into science. So I went to Boston University for biomedical engineering and freaked out because I was not ready to live in a, in a city. And so then I said, what is safe? Um, and so I went to Plattsburgh State and I became a Spanish teacher, actually. Oh, no way. My bachelor's degree is in Spanish. A lot of people don't know that. Um, and I was hired by a family to homeschool their children and they needed a foreign language. And the parents were chiropractors. Okay. And so I also part-time worked in their office and alongside teaching their, their children. And I saw so many miracles in their office. And so after a few years, I said, that's it. I'm going to go to chiropractic school. So that's how I ended up as a chiropractor from by way of being a Spanish teacher. Wow. <laughs> wow. What a little journey, huh? But yeah. it still involved children too. So you were like a teacher for children. So is that what kind of brought you to your love of chiropractic work, like for pediatrics or what kind of brought you there? Um, really what I, in terms of pediatrics, I mean, first of all, the basis of chiropractic is really the nervous system. Um, and children, their nervous system is growing and developing at such a rapid rate that if we really want to change the trajectory of health and healthcare, um, starting with kids is really where we need to, where we need to be. Mm -hmm. Um, but also just, you know, of course it was exciting to see adults, you know, have their vertigo resolved or their sciatica or their anxiety or seizures. And, you know, there's so many incredible things, but when you see, um, a little baby who couldn't latch, or when you see a child that's been having seizures or is on the spectrum and has never been able to look their parents in the eye and, and just the, the incredible connections that are made when we're able to tap into the nervous system and help it develop in a healthy regulated way. Um, you just see so many changes. And so, yeah, I think that's a big part of it is just the fact that if we, the bigger impact we can have on our society as a whole, when you raise people with a different healthcare paradigm, where they understand that their body is meant to be self-healing and self-regulating and not rely on drugs necessarily for all of our healthcare solutions. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's like going to the root cause and, yeah. you know, starting with ourselves and our children is really the place to go because, I mean, like you said, you're we're, we're building up another generation. So it's like if we start there, we can yeah. kind of make a little bit more of an but impact. But believe me, I do love my senior patients. I love yeah. my senior patients and it's so, it's so rewarding to see them regain quality of life um, because our society kind of writes our seniors off. Mm -hmm. They, you know, it's, well, we'll give you this drug to deal with this symptom. And, oh, well, that's common because of your age, mm -hmm. as opposed to, well, why are they going down this path? Like what has set the stage for their body to not be able to function optimally? Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, I still I love my senior patients just as much. Um, I'm just I tend to be more known for for pregnancy and pediatrics. Yeah. Um, now, when I, I met with you on Wednesday, you said that your yes. so your practice is different. It's more of like a neurological approach. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, well, and it's interesting for me to have to like distinguish myself as a neurological chiropractor because chiropractic at its core is neurological. Mm -hmm. It is the understanding that the brain controls and coordinates the function of every single cell in the body. And for the body to function optimally, we need that communication system to be working properly. Mm -hmm. Somewhere along the way in chiropractic, it, there became a very biomechanical focus um, and in the neurologically focused chiropractic world, it's in circles that I that I kind of am in, you know, we consider that we, we call that first century chiropractic, where it became this bone out of place, putting pressure on nerve. And now our job is to move that bone off of the nerve. Okay. But what we know now in the past 20, 30 years of science is that's not really how it works. Um, it's really about the neuroplasticity of the brain and changing the way the brain is perceiving our body and our environment and the way it's responding to our environment and allowing the brain to have an appropriate response. Um, and so, you know, especially in the capital district, we see a lot of people's understanding of chiropractic being, oh, well, I need to get my back cracked or I need to get that in alignment or can you put that back into place for me? Mm -hmm. um, and so when you're thinking about having your infant or your toddler or your school aged kid, seeing a chiropractor, I mean, that sounds kind of crazy if what you think is happening is me moving their bones and cracking their backs <laughs> and their neck. Right. right? Scary. The first thing that you say when you hand your little baby to somebody to hold, you say, please be careful with their head and hold their neck. And, yeah. um, and so I really lead a lot with education and for people to understand that your nervous system is constantly adapting and reacting to our internal environment, what is happening inside of our body mm -hmm. and our external environment. There's physical stresses, there's chemical stresses. We live in a very toxic world and there's emotional stresses. And mm -hmm. so there's, there's a lot to healthcare. There's a lot to holistic wellness, right? And those are big buzzwords. Mm -hmm. um, but the foundation needs to be regulated neurology and then we layer on quality nutrition good sources of water optimal movement right um mindset yeah. you know healthy thought yeah. processes sleep which is sleep yeah so, <laughs> so so closely with and that event that we were at on wednesday night um they were talking so much about toxins in this toxic yeah. world that we live in yeah. and so in the pediatric population <clears throat> that i serve um a huge part of it is sensory and spectrum cases yeah and, you know, you'll, there's been a big um, push in the past decade 
of parents are looking for, okay, what can we do to clean up the diet, right? Like let's get rid of chemicals. Let's get on the essential oil train, which is great. Let's get rid of gluten. Let's get rid of casein. Let's get rid of red dye number 40, you know, all of these things. And again, that's all great, but they're looking at this, this other level of, well, why were those toxins so, so troublesome for that child and not another, Mm -hmm. right? And what, when, what we, what it always comes down to is the dysregulated neurology is the basis that now we can't handle stresses that maybe other nervous systems, other people could handle. Yeah. Can you give me an example of like what you do when someone comes into your office, like when it's neurological based like that? I know you said you have some type of scan that you do that you're the only one that has. Can you give us a little example of what you do? It's really interesting that you just said that um, when you just like kind of clarified and said, what what would you do when it's neurological based? There is not a single thing that happens in your body that isn't neurological based. When you cough, that had to do with your neurology, right? right? When you blink, when you sleep, when you use the restroom. Um, But it's interesting because when people hear I'm a neurological chiropractor, they will instantly go, oh, well, I know somebody that had a brain injury or I know somebody with seizures or because they're trying to think of like these complex neuro cases as opposed to like, are you constipated? You should probably get your nervous system checked. Do you wake up three times in the night? You should probably get your nervous system checked, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Or if they don't hear the neurological part, they hear chiropractor and then they're like, oh, my sister with neck pain and my boss with migraines and my brother-in-law with sciatica. Because we have been trained in our culture to think this symptom sends me to that doctor, Mm -hmm. right? Like I have sinus problems, I'm gonna go to the ENT. I have plantar fasciitis, I'm gonna go to the podiatrist. I have, we have separated people's bodies into like all these separate systems mm-hmm. as if they don't talk to each other. And what is the system that coordinates every other system is the nervous system. So in my office, you could come in. I just had a new patient yesterday who was completely wellness, absolutely no complaints, living their best life, has a beautiful family, a thriving career, um, pregnant, you know, everything's great. Come in to make sure, hey, how's my nervous system doing? and find out where it's at and what can I do to support it and maintain optimal health. Mm -hmm. That is ideal, right? Like, do I wanna take care of the babies that are struggling? Of course I do. But I also want people to normalize, you know what, I just had a baby, the birth process is traumatic no matter what, Mm -hmm. let's get them checked. Um, So what happens in my office is number one, we take a really thorough history and people are, they tend to be surprised by the questions on my intake. For example, if you brought me a Mm seven-year-old or any pediatric um, case, we're going to go all the way back to mom's pregnancy. Was was it difficult trying to conceive? Was there stress during the pregnancy? Um, What was the birth process like? Mm -hmm. In this country, birth intervention is the norm. Um, And people think C-sections are easier on baby and mom. Absolutely not. Um, we, We use manual vacuum forcep extraction on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's wild, the amount of tension and pressure that is put on the upper spine of an infant, um, let alone the mom, right? right? I mean, about what mom goes through. And so we go all the way back to that because we want to look at that developing nervous system and what stage was set for it. Right. So the, the history is important. And another thing that's so important, especially when I'm dealing with pediatrics, and this is not to exclude the dads. So dads out there, I, I know I know you're there and I know you're on board, but I mean, the reality is we, we 
need to listen to mom's intuition. We need to listen to parents' intuition. When a mom is coming and saying, hey, I just, I know my child and they were this way when they were two mm -hmm. and now they're this way when they're three and something happened and something isn't right. And, and you know, we, we, not, we have to listen to them and, yeah. and we have to, you know, really pay attention to what we have to observe the children. We have to listen to mom and dad and teachers um so that's step one um and right after right after we go through all of that is we get the nervous system scans okay that, that you mentioned so when i say scans a lot of times people think like an mri machine right. they think a big production they think x-rays um no the scans in my office they are handheld they are little but they give us so much data okay so what i'm looking for is is there dysregulation? Is there interruption to the harmonious flow and communication of the brain and the body, okay. right? To the to the flow of communication of innate intelligence through the body, okay. the innate intelligence that we have to self-heal and self-regulate and thrive. And so the scans allow me to, number one, detect it. Is, it, is, is that there? If not, great. Come back and get checked in a few months or a year. But otherwise, if, if there's no disruption to your nervous system, there's nothing I can do with you. Right. 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 Um, now I have a community of other providers in the area that of course I can refer people to for other resources, but I mean, it, it is like one in a million people that don't have a dysregulated nervous system. Right. Yeah. So yeah. we can, we can detect it. We can locate it. Where is it? And then we can measure it. We can quantify it. Okay. How long has this been there? And create a very specific care plan to how are we going to correct this? How are we going to restore proper nervous system function? Okay. So care plans in my office are super, super specific to the patient um, based on 10 different factors. Six of them come from the scans and four come from lifestyle. Are there medications involved? Are there yeah. other therapies involved? What is home life like, right? Like yeah. our mom and dad going through a divorce and there's a lot of tension or is there a new baby in the house? And maybe we're not getting the attention we used to get, yeah. or you, know, you have to look at what the lifestyle is too. Yeah. Um, what's the diet? Yep. That's awesome. So that's cool. Okay. Yeah. And you do the same thing for adults as well. For adults, whether they're zero years old or a hundred years old, my oldest patient right now is ninety-five. Wow! Um, <laughs> how are their? How is their nervous system? Well, I have to tell you. Um, so with adults, so this is different than than children. With adults, um, many times I will order X-rays. Um, I used to take my own X-rays, but my X-ray equipment is still in my old office in Lake Placid. So okay. nobody has taken me up on a road trip yet to go get their X-rays in Lake Placid. Um, <laughs> so I just order them locally. There's there's an imaging center very close to my office, and they work we work very well together. Um, the reason that I order X-rays on adults is um, there's been a lot of physical traumas usually in the history, yeah. Um, and we have to see what level of degeneration is there. Um, anyone who has seen a chiropractor themselves or has gone on TikTok or YouTube and seen what, what they think is the way chiropractic adjustments all look, yeah. um, not all techniques are made for all people yeah. and not all techniques are appropriate at all times. I mean, through a care plan for a patient, I may switch techniques halfway through a care plan because of what their nervous system is needing at that time. Okay. And so that's why it's so important for us to have so many different techniques to apply. Right. But x-rays also, you know, allow us to see what is a safe and effective technique for that patient. Um, and they all it also contributes to how difficult is it going to be for the nervous system to respond to the adjustments based on structural 
aspects. Okay. Um, the x-rays are not determining where I'm adjusting or what I'm adjusting because those are structure, not nervous system. Right. Um, so that is a difference with adults, but in turn with your question of what do their nervous systems look like? I will tell you, I have had patients in their seventies with beautiful x-rays compared to people in their twenties. Yeah. And what is the difference? Cell phones. Yeah. Everyone is staring down at their cell phone and oh, I believe so, it. so much tension on their spinal cord because of the way that they are altering the structure of their cervical curve. Yeah. Um, I'm sure in your field with sleep, yeah. I was actually, I just referred somebody to you yesterday. Oh, thank you. Um, because we were taking him from restoration care to wellness care, but sleep is still a major issue for him. And I said, you, what you're doing with screens every single night mm -hmm. is having such a huge impact on your sleep. Um, I'd really like you to speak to Megan because we're at a point where I'm, I'm, I'm doing supportive care for his nervous system. There's, there's only so much I can do if lifestyle doesn't right. change on the other. Right. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, our seniors, the ones that are, that have nervous systems that are resi more resilient and more adaptable are the ones that aren't so medicated. The ones that say, yeah. you know what? You know, my grandma didn't need cholesterol medication. I don't want me cholesterol yeah. medication um, because we're really seeing the long-term effects now on quality of life from people being on medications for so for such an extended time period. Yeah, um, it completely changes the balance and the the set point and the regulation of our autonomic nervous system. And what you do in in with your work with sleep um, is directly impacting and working with the autonomic nervous system so i know you know that yeah yeah for sure and i i think even like the, the other night when we were at that event it's like just saying that like you don't have to take these medicate or you shouldn't be on birth control you shouldn't be on these things for so long yeah. because again it's like a band-aid on your body and it's not actually yeah. fixing the root cause i can't tell you how many women i have seen in the past six months that are on um like a depot shot or a long-term like three-year birth control right. and they're just bleeding for months at a time. And so then the doctor's solution is to then also put them on an oral contraceptive. And I'm like, so you are on double birth control. You're on birth control to fix what the other birth control created. And it's just, but you know, it, it happens in every way. People are on medications for depression or anxiety or whatever. And then they need to have another medication to deal with the side effects of that medication. And yeah. I see people on, you know, three, four different allergy medications at a time. And there's just, it's endless. It's an endless of asking, and, and the analogy I always use with my patients, no matter what symptom we're talking about, but it's always easy to throw out migraines to say, do you think your migraine is an Excedrin deficiency? It is not. Do you think your reflux is a deficiency in Tums? Like we need to look at why did the body create that? Right. The body doesn't create things for no reason. And this is the perfect time of year to have those conversations with my practice members because everybody's coming down with something yeah. right everybody's coming down with something i just got bronchitis last week oh wow why i ran myself into the ground yeah. i ran myself into the ground yeah. i traveled for seminar because i'm constantly doing continuing education i opened a new practice location in saratoga we had a big party here at the pallet last week um and i didn't have time to get good sleep i didn't prioritize what i was putting in my body i didn't you know, and that's what happens. I yeah. didn't support my nervous system. And yeah. unfortunately, I don't have a good, I don't have a neurological chiropractor right now. Um, <laughs> For yourself. I, I Can you scan yourself? 
I have a lovely, lovely friend of mine who's an excellent chiropractor here locally, um, but I have not, you know, made the time to see her. I, I literally only went home to sleep last week. Yeah. Um, but so, but all, but the reason it's such a great time to talk about it with practice members is this time of year, what does everybody talk about? We're getting sick. We're getting sick. We're yeah. getting sick. Well, number one, it is not a coincidence that it happens at the holidays when we're eating garbage, yeah. no. right? When we have less sunlight all of a sudden, yeah. so we're getting less sunlight, um, and it's just, it's just, we're, we're changing all of the, the healthy things that, that come to us just naturally throughout the summer yeah. season. Yeah. Um, and, but I was just talking to a family yesterday. They, they brought in their little three-year-old, she was coughing and, and they were like, you know, is it okay that, you know, she's coughing? I said, it's wonderful that she's coughing, but, but we don't want to tell kids that, that sniffle, that runny nose, that cough, that diarrhea, that vomit, that headache that that fever especially that is not sickness we need to stop calling that sick i say to them, oh my gosh isn't it incredible that your body is so strong look how strong your immune system is yeah. that it's making you pop up all the bad stuff look how smart your body is look we have to empower kids to, yeah. to know that those symptoms did not come from a bacteria did not come from a virus it came from their very very intelligent immune system yeah yeah. And it's such backwards language that we yeah. have. Well, and that goes for really any ailment that we get too. It's not our body failing us. It's our body yeah. telling us that we need to make changes and support it where right. it needs to be supported. Um, yeah. But yeah, that I, I think that's huge with kids too. Just with like a fever is actually your body fighting off whatever you have. Yeah. So, you know, just suppressing it. I mean, sometimes you have to, whatever with Tylenol or whatnot, but like that's, suppressing it is they, really – I don't know – what happened when we were kids? Um, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 40. And, you know, back in the 80s, our parents were like made to be petrified for us to have a fever yeah. over 102, right? Yeah. Um, they, you know, they think you're going to die if it's 105. And, you know, we now know that that's not true. And also um, to explain to people the reason fevers happen, right? Right. We have a much wider range of temperature that we can survive in than bacteria and viruses, mm -hmm. but also that increased temperature helps mobilize our immune system cells to go and fight and attack right. and heal us faster. And so when we take things like Tylenol to lower the fever, or when we take an antibiotic to get rid of an infection instead of let our body fight it off, now our immune system didn't learn how to fight it itself. And so that's why we have those recurring yeah. over and over and over and over. Yeah. Um, I had to learn that. I mean, because I was scared when my daughter was little. Like, I would thought a fever was horrible and you feel so bad. But then when you yeah. cover it up with Tylenol, there she is running around like a normal human being, even though she's yep. sick. And she's not yep. resting and letting her body repair and recover yep. and her fight off what it is. It. So it's like we... I mean, it took years for us to learn that and just be like, you know what? You need to go lay down. The fever is telling you that you need to go go yeah. rest. Yeah, trust how smart your body is. And it's so empowering, um, especially for little girls. I think that with little boys, the language that is used so often is, oh, don't you want to grow and be big and strong? And with little girls, it's very much like, oh, don't you want to be a pretty princess, right? Yeah. And I think it's so empowering to say to both all of our children, boys, girls, or whatever, however they identify is just your body is so strong and your body is so smart and, so and smart. to learn to trust their intuition and what their bodies are telling them. Yeah. Um, for sure. And speaking to what you said about, you know, when you first had your daughter, parents are, they're petrified, especially as a new parent, right? Yeah. I mean, it, you can tell instantly when a mom comes into my office, whether it's her first or her third, yeah. because with the third, she's just like, yeah, they're running around. What, what, they'll come back. They're like a boomerang, you know, <laughs> but, but, um, 
you know, and so you're relying on that pediatrician. Yeah. And I, I have, I had so many conversations this week with parents who are like, well, we're, you know, the pediatrician said we can start cereal now. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Number one, why in the world does your child need cereal? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I don't talk about religion in my, in my practice at all. It's not appropriate to, um, nor would I anyway, but you know, whatever you believe in God, aliens, mother nature, I don't care. But did, did nature make cereal? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Cereal is made in a factory. Yeah. Your child's digestive system is not saying I'm ready for ultra processed food. Like that is insanity. <laughs> and, oh my God. and, but, but, you know, sometimes if I, if I speak that way, it can, it can make them feel like, oh, well, was I dumb? Was I, no, right. absolutely not. Because, you know, you think, oh, I should trust my doctor. But so I try to always explain it to them logically and with science. And so I said, first of all, every single one of these parents that said that to me this week, their child doesn't even have a tooth yet. And so I said, okay, do you know how, how your, your baby knows it's ready for real food that, and not milk, not breast milk, or, you know, if you're having to supplement, um, the, when the digestive system is ready and able to process food or actual food, a signal is sent to the brain and now the brain sends the signal down so that teeth start coming in. Wow. You don't cut teeth in until your digestive tract is ready for food. Okay. So why are we trying to give baby food before they even have a tooth? Yeah. It's craziness. Yeah. And then we don't know why our kids' digestive systems are all screwed up. Right. Because we're shoving, you know, processed grains into yeah. their tummies before they're ready for even a normal whole food, like a banana or an avocado or a sweet potato. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's difficult sometimes because you want to empower parents, but sometimes the fact that they're getting conflicting information is disempowering and they just feel like, well, I'll never be able to do anything right. Yeah. I mean, it's very discouraging. I mean, just because like that's the information out there in the world, right? That's the norm. That's what pediatricians yeah. recommend. That's what you find online, you know, all of these things. And especially as children, the processed food to me is just like insane. Um, you know, even yeah. like going to a restaurant and like the kid's menu is different than the adult menu. You know, why right. can't it just be yes. a smaller portion of what adults are eating? So like, you know, America has just like really set us up for <laughs> – a very hard time with children and of course all that processed food creates an inflammatory response in Mm -hmm. the body and that's not good for you know digestion or whatever and I'm sure it's not good for your nervous system if you're constantly well yeah we talk about physical stress chemical stress and emotional stress so when I say physical stress most adults think oh I got in a car accident or I do heavy lifting for work or they're always thinking of like some physical exertion um, and when we're talking about kids, they always think like, oh, they fell down okay. or I might have bumped their head or, but the reality is physical stress for kids, um, 99.9% of the time is from the birth process, from birth trauma. Yeah. Um, and then also the postures that they get in because they're using technology. Mm-hmm. And for adults, for teenagers and adults, it's, we're sitting all the time. We have engineered a society that we don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. We don't walk upstairs because we have elevators. We don't even carry our groceries in anymore because people deliver them for us. We, I mean, people are using segways to not have to walk around cities. (laughs) Um, Like it's just, we've we've engineered a world where we don't move our bodies at all. Um, and so that is much more physically stressful than, than when somebody says, oh, well, is it because I go for a run or is it because I work out? You know how many people will ask me after their first adjustment, 
should I, should I not go work out after this? I'm like, why your, your body is fully ready to integrate yeah. everything you're about to do. That's wonderful. What I don't want you to do is go home and sit on the couch. Yeah. Sitting has a bigger stress on your body than actual yes. exercise. I mean, the because human body is meant to move. Yeah. And when we are sitting, we're sitting right on our sacrum. Okay. And the sacrum and the occiput, the occiput is the base of the skull. They are pumping all day, every day, mm. this amazing fluid around our brain and spinal cord to bring oxygen and nutrients to all of our neuron cells in our central nervous system and to remove the waste products of cellular metabolism. And when that is not pumping, that fluid gets stagnant yeah. and we're not having health or healthy CNS cells then. Yeah. Um, people know it's important for their heart to be pumping all the time. Nobody wants to stop that from pumping, right. but they're not thinking about that sacro-occipital pump there. Yeah. So that's physical stress. And then speaking of, you know, we were just talking about foods. When we talk about chemical stress, um, the ultra processed foods that are going into our bodies that you know, when I speak to mom's groups, cause I speak all over the capital district mm -hmm. um, to different groups. I speak at the senior center. I speak to mom's groups. I speak at the co-op. Um, I go to schools. When I speak to mom's groups, one of the most common questions I get is, well, what do I do if they're having a problem with milk? You know, what if they can't drink? And I'm like, why are you trying to give them milk? That's my, I just turn it right back around to why are you trying to give them milk? And yeah. they're like, well, aren't I supposed to? And I'm like, but why? Tell me, please give me a reason why. I don't know how the dairy lobbies from 20 years ago have still permeated. <laughs> it seriously is so insane. Now, I think but dairy is not an optimal source of calcium. Right. Dark leafy greens are a way better source of calcium than yeah. dairy. But I just, I give them very simple facts. We are the only species on the planet that consumes the milk of another species. I was just going to say that. Yes. We are the only species on the planet that consumes milk past infancy you don't see grown cows drinking cow milk <laughs> you don't right, what, right. Is the, what is the purpose of milk it is to get us bigger and fatter as quickly as possible yes. so as an adult if your goal is to get big and fat as quickly as possible consume dairy yeah okay yeah and i'm not saying that i'm not saying that i don't consume dairy i'm not saying that i'm dairy free i'm just saying when when we're making decisions for our children we have to get out of what society told us to do because that's what they want us to buy at the grocery store. Right. Mm -hmm. And really look at, does my child really need this? And when they say, well, what do I give them instead? How about water? Yeah. Don't you think water is really important for our body? But I also say, give them bone broth. Yeah. I, that's the, I recommend bone broth to all of my patients all the time. I give them my own personal bone broth recipe. I mean, there's a reason that our ancestors did that, not yeah. just to use every portion of the animal, but it heals our gut. We need collagen to create all of the tissues of our body. Yeah. Um, people are buying all this expensive collagen powder. Yeah. Why don't you just make it in the form that your body is meant to absorb it in to begin with at home? Yeah. It's delicious. You can drink it. You can make a soup with it. You can cook your, you know, your rice in it. You can whatever. Great idea. Um, but they, you know, they're always just like, well, juice or milk. And I'm like, what happened to water? Yeah, You're walking around with your one gallon jug of water because you saw somebody on Instagram doing it, but you don't think your child needs water. Yeah. yeah. It's very interesting. So we talk about physical stress, chemical stress. So food, what's the cleaning products in our houses? Mm -hmm. um, what are the lotions and potions that we put on our bodies? Which is um, what, what I loved about that event we went to um, on Wednesday night that you keep referring yeah. to. Um, Radiant Life Expo at Her Strength Studio and um, Fix Wellness and Beauty has a ton of clean beauty products here locally, um, which I'm always recommending my patients to go there yeah. um, because what we put on our skin goes directly into our bloodstream. Yeah. Um, so, so important. So physical stress, chemical stress, and then emotional or mental stress. 
the thoughts that we have have a direct impact on how our body functions. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's a big part of this, the work that you do in sleep. It's a huge part, um, yes. In health in yeah. general, but yes, especially for sleep. Yeah. People need to know that your thoughts are not you. You are not your thoughts. Your thoughts come from programming in your brain. Mm -hmm. We are programmed from before we are born, not from when we are born, from before we are born. Um, and our brain, our brain loves two things. It loves what it knows and it loves to be able to predict. It wants to be able to just do things that it's always done. You gotta think your brain is receiving millions of pieces of information every single second. The only way it can possibly process that is to take the majority of it and go, yep, I've seen this before. I know what to do with this. We've got an autopilot system for this, right? right? And so when we, for example, when if mom is having a really stressful pregnancy, maybe there's been complications, maybe there's a difficult, tense relationship, maybe there's financial issues, maybe whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. uh, when mom is in a state of stress, when that stress system is stuck on, now that regulation of the autonomics, all those stress hormones that are pumping through mom's blood, that's going right into the baby. And that developing nervous system mm -hmm. is now developing in a stress stuck on wow. way. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's my job to find out how dysregulated is that autonomic nervous system. The first scan that we do is an HRV, a heart rate variability scan yep. that shows us the balance between parasympathetic and sympathetic. Yep. Um, really, to me, that's an oxymoron. I, I use the term balance because that's the term the software uses. Um, but I don't like that. And I tell my patients all the time, it's, it's kind of impossible to say that you're balanced between sympathetic and parasympathetic. Yeah. And for listeners out there, because I know, you know, Megan and I are kind of getting in the weeds here because um, we're nerdy like that. But <laughs> totally. you know, parasympathetic, um, parasympathetic, I, you know, I know this is not, you know, a politically correct, but I use this in my office all the time. I say, you know, parasympathetic, it starts with a P, think P and poop. You are born, your baby is born being able to eat, sleep and poop, mm -hmm. right? And so think of parasympathetic as digestion and healing and yep. growing and repairing and immune system and resting, sleeping, all that good stuff that promotes health and recharges us. Yep. Sympathetic is the other side of the coin, S for stress, right? That's stress stuck on. You can never be in parasympathetic and sympathetic at the same time. Yep. You are all in one or all in the other at any given second. So to say balance really doesn't make sense to what I, what I look at on that scan when, when we are in the middle is we are not 50, 50, we are 100% adaptable, mm -hmm. able to shift into either sympathetic or parasympathetic okay. as our environment demands. We want to have an appropriate response to our environment, yes. right? When a deer runs out in front of your car, yep. I hope that your sympathetic instantly kicks in. You slam on your brakes, your heart rate goes up, your breathing goes up. You you gripped that steering wheel, white knuckled it, right? Yes. You come to a stop. You wait there, hopefully for a few minutes, because you know if there's one deer, there's probably two more in upstate New York. And then after a few minutes, you keep going down the road and your heart rate is back to normal. You're breathing normal again. Yeah. You're not sweating anymore. You shifted back into parasympathetic. But how many people do you know that are living in a constant state of stress stuck on? Yeah. 
constantly. And what do our what do our physicians do? They want to help their patients. They have compassion. Yeah. No physician, no medical doctor becomes a medical doctor and practices medicine without the intention of wanting to help people. Yeah. They have the best intentions and they have the biggest hearts. It's just that unfortunately, the way that medicine has evolved has only given them two tools. It's given them medications or it's given them surgical options. Right. And, and so, you know, they want to offer solutions to their patients. And so they say, well, here's this medication that might help with your anxiety. Yeah. But we never corrected what caused the anxiety to begin with. Right. And so that dysregulation is still there under the surface wreaking havoc and dysregulation. Well, what happens to dysregulated cells? What do we call dysregulated cells in our body when cells are dysregulated and they become out of control what do we call that cancer wow a dysregulated body a dysregulated nervous system leads to systemic issues over time am i saying that a chiropractic subluxation causes cancer no my point is that if we keep ignoring root causes and we keep ignoring systemic issues mm -hmm then and we keep trying to treat or fix or cure what the the end result is down the line that's what our problem is we keep doing these walks and these fundraisers to get a cure for this and a cure for that but why don't we stop trying to cure it and figure out what caused it yeah it's so backwards yeah. it is so backwards yeah um that's what i really try to help empower my practice members to to look at every aspect mm -hmm. of their life their thoughts, their trauma, their toxins. Where is this coming from? How can we clean this up for you so that you don't need to see me three times a week for the rest yeah. of your life? I love yeah. my patient, but I don't, I don't want to be a crutch for them either. Right. I want to get them back to a, a state of balance and where their nervous system needs to be, help support them with that, but give them tools in their lifestyle to maintain that as well. So they don't keep going on this health roller coaster. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I 100% agree. I think you have to go back. And I like how you do that history check because I think like, like you said, the human body is incredible and it can adapt to really, really stressful situations. Um, but mm -hmm. it doesn't mean it's a good thing because it will catch up with you at some point in time. Right. And that's where right. the cancer, the heart disease, you know, all that stuff starts to come in. Um, so, I mean, same with sleep. It's like if you don't sleep for so long, your body will adapt, but that doesn't mean that it's a good thing. You know, it's not getting the recovery it needs, and then that sickness, that illness is going to catch up with you. You're well, and and in terms of the nervous system, sleep is so important. Yeah. Um, because that's when your brain maps things. That's mm -hmm. when your brain. We talk about neuroplasticity, which is the brain, the nervous system's ability to constantly be remodeling and adapting and creating new pathways and new programs as the environment that it's in changes, yeah. right? We used to think the brain was one way and it never changes and it never heals, yeah. but now we know it is completely the opposite. Um, but, you know, as an entrepreneur, I'm sure you know, it's, you know, and especially women have this badge of honor for how little sleep they can get by. Oh, it's like, a brag, oh, right? It's everybody, hours. it's everybody. I mean, uh, um, I think like, it's- a, That is not yeah. something to be proud of here, sister. I know. Like, no. I mean, that's one of my biggest missions is to change that narrative you know, for sure, mm -hmm. because it's a biological need to sleep. It's not something that you can just keep putting off, putting off. It is. And quality sleep exactly. as well. Quality sleep. Yep. Yep. So that's what I do. Yep. I know. And I think it's so wonderful. Yeah. Um, so that's really what I'm looking forward to in 2024. There's a lot of things happening right now with my practice. Um, really working on getting um, other practitioners on board. Right now I'm a one woman show yeah. and 
Um, I would really love to just get some more chiropractors with um, the training and certifications and neurologically focused chiropractic care um, so that we can serve more people and really um, strengthen my collaborations with people like yourself, yeah. um, Fallon's Pharmacy and, um, you know, nurse practitioners in the area and just people that can help support people um, along their journeys in other ways, because I think we really need to be a community and I, you know, I'm not going to be a jack of all trades, nor do I want to be. Yeah. Um, and we have some really incredible resources and, um, and, and intelligent practitioners here in this area Absolutely. that um, a lot of people don't know about. And, and I'm looking forward to really strengthening those collaborations and, giving my patients more exposure to them. Yeah. And I mean, even just putting this information out there, you know, for everyone in the United States, especially in the capital region, but I did not know this stuff about chiropractors. So, um, I mean, putting that out there for children, for adults, for pregnancy. I will tell you, it's a good point that you say this is nationwide. Um, the best place to find, well, the only place to find a neurologically focused pediatric chiropractor is pxdocs so pxdocs.com okay um that there's a ton there's a ton of articles videos research um but there's also a doctor locator okay. and you can type in your zip code and find um a pediatric chiropractor who's neurologically focused in in their area i am certified through the pediatric experience um it's an excellent excellent organization um constantly growing constantly certifying new new chiropractors. So awesome. that is a place that people can find and get connected to someone close to them. Great. Thank you for that. Yeah, I'll link that below. Where can we find you, Rhiannon? Where am I? Um, well, um, my practice is Capital District Family Chiropractic in Albany and also in Saratoga, New York. Um, my website is cdfchiro.com. And on Facebook, we're Capital District Family Chiropractic. On Instagram, we are cdfchiro. Um, we have a ton of content. I put out two long videos every week um and respond to dms it is me if you ask a question through there um but yeah that's where you can find me awesome. and who knows if you ask me this question in a year um i'm curious what that answer would be because yeah. it's a lot different now than it was a year ago right so. you're rapidly growing which is amazing um and i'm excited to grow well, with you as well it's awesome just three years ago, I was in Lake Placid. Yeah. So, you know, a lot has changed yeah. um, in in my 13 years in practice. Um, but I know that I'm staying here. I know that I'm okay. staying here. And I just really look forward to just bringing more quality care and education yeah. to this area. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I actually, you know, I really want to pull back in the pediatricians um, because we were talking about that earlier. And I'm really looking forward to strengthening my connections with some pediatricians yeah. here um, because I, you know, it's not fair to lump them all together and to say, you know, all pediatricians are recommending X, Y, and Z, just like it can become frustrating for me sometimes when people hear chiropractor and they're like, oh, she must do this, exactly. right? She must snap backs. She must snap necks. Snap necks. I promise you that is not what I'm doing <laughs> in my office, um, which is why we also try to put out content and videos of me adjusting or of right. people's testimonials. But yeah, so there are some wonderful pediatricians in this area, some holistic pediatricians or just some open-minded pediatricians and, and medical doctors in general that, mm -hmm. I mean, I love my primary care doctor, um, Dr. Bevilacqua. So I just, I really, I'm really looking forward to strengthening those, those connections in the community. And, you know, the people that are listening to this that aren't local to us, 
though they do it that that does exist in your community i promise it does yeah. it just takes work go to your facebook groups your and you know your local moms groups on facebook or your you know moms get together groups and talk to other moms talk to other parents ask the teachers in the school mm -hmm. um there are there there it's just it's kind of you know you got to get through back channels sometimes right. to get some good referrals but but you can find people that are in alignment with what you want to do for your family good I guess my last question would be, so so parents out there, families out there, what would be something that they should look for to go see you? I know you can, obviously you can go see you totally well and thriving, but I feel like a lot of times we don't reach out for help until something's wrong, right? So you said moms should listen to their intuition. Like what would you recommend to come see you or someone else in a different state? Okay. Um, I would recommend when you, well, first of all, if there was any sort of intervention when baby was born, okay. was there, was that was the child, was the labor induced? Was there, did they manually use their hands to assist your baby coming out in any way, whether a vaginal or C-section delivery? Did they use forceps? Did they use vacuum extraction? Anything like that, 100% get your child checked. Even if they weren't just born yesterday, I don't care if they're 15 years old. I don't care if they're 30 years old. Okay. Get checked if there was any birth intervention at all. Yeah. Um, but also when you see your child, um, you know, having, getting, get, having digestive issues or being frustrated a lot, just seeming like they're not comfortable in their body. Right. And children don't know how to express that. And so it, it, it comes out in form of tantrums and frustration yeah. or hitting or, yeah. and you know, we, what, a, what do pediatricians say or what do teachers say? They'll grow out of it. They don't grow out of it. They don't grow out of colic. They don't grow out of ear infections. They don't grow out of tantrums. They just grow into the next stage of yeah. it. Yeah. So um, trust your gut that, hey, maybe I don't have a bad kid. Maybe there's just some bad neurology here, yeah. right? Yeah. Your child is not bad. They don't have a bad digestive system. They don't have a bad immune system. Mm -hmm. Their neurology is just dysregulated and confused. And I don't know about you, but when I'm confused, when my GPS is confusing me, I get very frustrated yeah. and I'm not driving very well. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the biggest thing is that birth process. Okay. Um, and okay. I mean, it's more common than you think. Yeah, that's huge. Thank you. Thank you. Because I just wanted to clarify yeah. that so moms know, you know, when to contact you for their yeah. children. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rhiannon. This is like a lot of great information and I'm excited to share it. Um, I know it's thank really going to help people. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much, Megan. And I really look forward to working with you in particular. Yeah, same. I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> have a great day in Saratoga. Tell everyone to say hi. And, uh, I will. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Empowerhood is brought to you by Flourish Everyday Coaching. Check them out in the link below. And again, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. If you could take 60 seconds of your time and leave us an Apple review, this helps share the news about this podcast and help women all over the world. If you want to see the video version of this podcast, you can go to our YouTube channel and subscribe there. Thank you so much. And we'll see you at the next episode.